welcome, welcome to the Cult of the Collective Commentary. Featuring Dave A.C. The Sixth Doctor and Al Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Goldham Collective Commentaries. Yes, I have my popcorn ready. And um, uh, Dave, um, did you bring some sodas with you? Absolutely not. I've got my new smart outfit. I've got my flowing robes, my big collar, and I'm all dressed up and swanky. Thank you very much. Well, would would you take that Nixon mask off, please? Oh, sorry, it's not a mask. Oh, v for Vendetta mask, maybe. <laughs> yes. Well, um, yeah, we're settling down into a, a movie theater, and um, um, playing the part of the usher is none other than Mr. Randall Thor. Yes, I'm finally the usher. Someone left me in, a, in an empty room in the morgue. It took me forever to get out of there. <laughs> Happens to Dave all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's <so> funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it is. Uh, well, um, um, Mike, while, while you're um, playing the part of the usher, that, there's a guy further down with his um, feet up on the seats. Would you, would you go tell him off? <laughs> hey, feet off the off the chair there, and uh, watch out for watch out for gangs with guns. Huh? What? What? What are you talking about? Oh, it's Jeff. Yes, I'm here. I'm here, and I'm uh, I've got my copy of the Time Machine ready to read. Yeah, and I'm taking bets I'll live longer than one of the other presenters here. Why would you put in my wine? <laughs> no, you've got the wrong number. <laughs> well, it can't be me. Come on. <laughs> well, speaking of drinks here, I'll put up my customary ginger ale as we get started with this movie. Hey, no out- <laughs> no outside beverages. <laughs> I snuck it in. That's one of my one of the privileges of being the usher. There you go. <laughs> right. Well, if you haven't guessed, and if you haven't guessed, get out. Uh, no. Uh, the movie that we're talking about at the top of, of course, is Doctor Who. The movie, The Enemy Within, uh, the McGann movie, uh, the Eighth Doctor movie. What else we're we calling it? The reboot movie. Reboot movie. The American American Who. Uh, <laughs> the TV movie. The TV movie. There you go. Yes, that's what we're going to be talking a lot of the top of. So uh, hopefully you bought your own popcorn because I'm, I'm not sharing, and um, have your official BBC copy of Doctor Who, the TV movie, at the ready. Gentlemen, are you ready? I am indeed. Well, let me take this tag off of my foot. There we go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all set to go. Going to charge down. right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well. Nothing more to do than to come us in, because we're not going to have any of those silly ads at the beginning or trailers. So in five, four, three, two, one, play. Oh, the earth looks a bit dried up. No, yeah. might not be the earth. Ah, oh, it's got a name. Scarrow. I thought that was destroyed. Hmm. I, I did too. I I thought I destroyed it. <laughs> I've got my eye on you. <laughs> of course, I, I always found it weird that we have a Paul McGann voiceover when we start off with uh, McCoy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, those aren't Dalek voices. <laughs> it's it's Helium like, Daleks. Yeah. 
you know, they tried to make that master there look a little bit like the survival master, didn't they? Mm. Oh, hey. Large letters floating in space. <laughs> this is the uh, whooshing intro. <laughs> so much whooshing sound effects. Whoosh. Bit Superman-like, actually, those. The uh, first Superman movie. Yeah, you know, where you're flying through the galaxies. Mm. Calm again. Interesting how we have the, the, the words flying up through the vortex. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder where we've seen that. But actually, this, I mean, when you think about it, looking at this um, intro, uh, the, the new series owes a lot to this kind mm. of format. The color scheme, yeah. I mean, yeah, we had the vortex before, but now we've got, you know, we've got the words flying forward like we do now. Um and the TARDIS flying forward. Slowly. Yeah. At least you don't have the sodding doors opening. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> Here we go. Who's the big friendly boy? 13 lives. <laughs> Safely? There's way too many candles for that to be safe. Hmm. <laughs> And you know how turbulent the TARDIS can get. Yes. Hey, was that a uh, chameleon arch uh, watch down there? <laughs> the reflection there is just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we still we still have the Paul McGann voiceover mm. when we see McCoy. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me our clocks went back yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's Paul Salamoff's console. <laughs> oh yes, going to mention uh-huh. that later. Yeah, yes, it it was indeed. Paul Salamoff actually was responsible for rescuing uh, and um, bringing the damn thing back to life. So, thank you, Mister Salamoff. One of my yeah. favorite consoles. Of course, we interviewed him on the Colton Collective, twenty fifth yes. of June, two thousand twelve. Oh, you're such a name dropper. <laughs> Nine hundred year diary. Yep. Yes, he gets a bit mixed up with his A's this seventh dot, doesn't he, Jeff? Yeah, he does. That case has two syllables of Rassilon on it. <laughs> it's a green one. You don't need to smell it. You know it's lime if it's a green one. <laughs> <laughs> the time machine. So it has two. I, I really do hate that because it's kind of like so incredibly obvious. I'm going to read a book. <laughs> And the record skips on the word time. Time. It's a rather cozy TARDIS interior. (laughs) This is a dinosaur coming. When your tea does that, it means a dinosaur dinosaur coming. coming. Mm. Impact tremor. Impact tremor. (laughs) Entropy. You'll never get them back. That's rather a neat effect there. I noticed that before with the interlocking tubes there. Mm-hmm. That's a good view of the console there. It, look, yeah, it does. does look smart. It really does. Oh, saw his hat there. What, old hat? <laughs> oh, there it is, yes. I hate the comedy sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's almost like somebody shot a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, critical timing malfunction. You know, he's, he's not really been in it longer than I remember him being in it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Somebody blew their nose. <laughs> Somebody Ooh. sneezed all over it. Slimer just escaped. <laughs> <laughs> it's Random Simpson. fish. I thought it was on Simpson for a minute there. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, I don't recognize those kanji, by the way. <laughs> what good are you? <laughs> San Francisco. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah, that's, that's what it's, I was going to interpret that. <laughs> I could read that. Tonight we're going to party like it's the Doctor Who movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the score is playing the Doctor of Sylvester McCoy. For now. Yay! Oh, for now. He goes down like a punk. <laughs> I think the closest Doctor Who or any of its spinoffs or anything I've come to referencing directly these events was a Torchwood episode where Captain Jack was in the Torchwood hub at New Year's Eve in 99. And I think there was a TV playing some San Francisco news. Yeah. Boy, I don't remember which shots. episode of Torchwood. <laughs> Aiming. It's the it's a Stormtrooper thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is a little light totter's line at all. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have any. Uh, I don't know if you guys have anything on your pages of casting wise uh, for the other members of the gang. Mm. Just to mention, the old master who we saw briefly at the beginning was uh, played by uh, Gordon Tipple. Shortest screen time as the master. Yes. <laughs> uh, Gordon's. Uh... Oh, he was. No, never mind. Most recent... the, he's the best master. <laughs> Gordon Tippo master, yes. <laughs> Visit London. Yeah. He's in Mark Hamill's Time Runner. Whoa. Hello? He was in an episode of Dead Like Me, uh, Stephen King's uh, Dead Zone. Uh, had uh, numerous roles in The X-Files, actually. Yeah, wait till you can't see him and then shoot. Yeah. Reload. And then, well, he's wearing the hat, but then... Ah. Oh, I felt that. Now, they changed this, didn't they? Of course, in one of the 10th Doctor, 11th Doctor stories, uh, the Daleks couldn't... There was a feel around the TARDIS, wasn't it? It extended beyond the... the, It had to do with the uh, extrapolator board that... Mm. Captain Jack and the Doctor had from a previous adventure. Yeah, they rigged that up yeah. so that uh, yeah, so they had a shield. So they got visit London with you know kanji on it. <laughs> What's he saying? Oh, I'm going to call you an ambulance. You're an ambulance. <laughs> but um. Sneezing on the TARDIS. (laughs) 
a crazy guy who stepped out of a box and appeared out of nowhere. And of course, that's uh, other than Cheng Li, just stood in the master. Uh, Yi Ji So uh, playing Cheng Li. He's uh, actually born in Hong Kong, uh, but his family immigrated uh, uh, to Canada when he was only six months old. Eric Roberts there? Yep. I was going to get to that. Jumping the gun there, Dave. Yeah, oh, I mean, he's, he's, what I mean oh, is, he's, he's just a character. Have we had a time here. check yet? As yeah. he signs it, the name. Yeah. Smith. Smith. <laughs> what name does he use? But John Smith. Hmm. Where have we heard that before? Hmm. Telepathic. And we're at nine minutes thirty-three seconds. Thanks for that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so is um. Oh, he was in the movie Fifty Fifty. Cool. That was a good movie, actually. If you have a chance to see that, that is a very good movie. It's been an antitrust uh, impact. Uh, it was uh, oh, I didn't realize that. He said two episodes of Stark in Atlantis uh, as a systems technician in the episode of Drift and uh, the episode of Doppelganger. Uh, Dave, I didn't realize he was in um, um, this. I guess Smallville had a, a miniseries, Smallville Vengeance Chronicles. Well, I think so. Yeah, uh, we're talking about yeah, Eric. I mean, yeah, he had a small part in it somewhere. I mean, the main thing. I mean, if we want to talk about it, the main thing I remember from is one of my favourite films called By the Sword, which is an absolutely fantastic film. And that's one he's in with F. Murray Abraham and Mira Sara from nineteen. You're talking about Eric Roberts. I'm not on Eric Roberts yet. God, Bennett. Let's just well, get you, the end of the movie, huh? <laughs> you see, you did a double take of me. You, we mentioned Ray Roberts, then you asked me the time, and yeah. then you changed topics on me. Yeah, because I was I was reminding you of your job and letting me do it on my own. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I didn't need this tonight, Dave. <laughs> How do you put up with these two, Mike? <laughs> So I'm reading that Eric Roberts was in this movie. <laughs> he has two parts in it, actually. Played a man in an ambulance to start with. Hey, who else is in this, Dave? <laughs> hey, hey, you clock on halfway through the day. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's actually throwing me about this whole film is the, the aspect ratio. I've got so used to watching widescreen stuff. <laughs> That's companion material right off the bat. Quit looking at her cleavage, David. <laughs> uh, still wearing the dress, even going yeah. into surgery. <laughs> Of course, if any, uh, anybody was uh, was unaware, um, Eric Roberts is actually uh, in this movie. Really? 
Yes. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I heard from some breaking news. He has two parts in it, I told you. Does, Who has know, two parts? does anybody know how, how many parts he has in this movie? Well, three if you count Snape. <laughs> Snape? Snape? <laughs> Who's Snape? I heard he killed Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking. We know. Uh, <laughs> I can tell. Uh, Every okay, Marcus de Montino, a reserver, 2008, and I am indulging a little bit more now. Of course, playing Grace is Stephanie Ashbrook. We'll be at the uh, Long Island Doctor Who convention um, next month or this month, depending on when you're listening to this. Or you just missed it. (laughs) Maybe it was last month. Yeah. Remember the Long Island Doctor Who convention? Yeah. (laughs) Timey-wimey. Yes. Uh, but uh, Daphne has most recently been the last screens uh, in uh, Hollywood Heights TV series as uh, Jackie Kowalski. Uh, it's also had parts in NCIS, uh, Lord and Order LA, Ghost Whisperer. You get that feeling? The OC, Sleepwalkers, Jag. Yeah. I'm realizing that with this, we won't have any casualties. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to have one in a minute. <laughs> No. Um, so wait, the one time a companion, well, possible companion, kills the doctor. It wasn't the bullet wounds exactly. It was the surgery. <laughs> well, you could say that um, that River Song's a companion. Oh, yeah. Uh, she killed the doctor. <laughs> That's true, Moffat. Have me a Moffat. Is there anyone you want, Kel? Ah! Whoa. That's a hit his funny bone. Knee jerk reaction. <laughs> uh oh. Shocking. I know that that's not uh, Daphne Ashbrook singing on the soundtrack. She does sing. She released a music CD in 2010, Grace Notes. Oh. I'm sorry, Jeff. You're dead. <laughs> yep. Am I? Let you can be replaced. You can I, I, I'm talking. I, I don't feel dead. <laughs> I bet one of your hearts has stopped. I bet you can't hear two heartbeats, can you? What? I think I can you're, barely you're hear right. Darth saying, <laughs> yay. No, <laughs> he's six, crying. Yeah. It's his tears of... Saddest moment of Doctor Who. Tears of joy. I don't think your boobs are being pushed up quite enough in that dress. <laughs> Dear boobs almost. 
Mm. He actually has two hearts. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Funny thing about the uh, the Doctor Who revisited special for this, as we've mentioned before. Uh, Yi Ji So and Daphne Ashbrook and uh, uh, Sylvester McCoy, they all appeared on the revisited special, but Paul McGann wasn't there. That's right, yeah. It was, uh, I think a few people were disappointed with that. He was busy filming. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> like filming what? Mm, yes. Definitely not something Doctor Who related. Uh uh. Get a bit suspicious now. I'm a bit suspicious. I think the left one's a bit bigger than the right one. I'm not kidding either. <laughs> oh, well then. I bet that's a question she hasn't been asked at the convention. <laughs> so, um, Daphne, a question about the uh, Doctor Who movie. What is it? Is your left bigger than your right? <laughs> <laughs> How do you put up with me, guys? I don't know. <laughs> They're asking you that question. You put up with me longer than anybody. Except my wife. And the man snoring is none other than Eric Roberts. And the woman telling him to shut up is none other than Eric Roberts' wife. Eliza. Yes. Eliza Roberts. Brilliant casting. She really plays his wife wow. <laughs> Real life. She's most recently been, uh, she's just uh, in pre-production right now, uh, Buddha Eyes. Uh, prior to that, uh, The Way Shower, Luck of the Draw, uh, Breaking the Rules. There's um, also been in I'll Fly Away, Midnight Caller. Ooh. And you again. Yeah, I didn't like that. Oh, wait, it's Prisoner Zero. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Feels like I have something on my toe. <laughs> Bet you want to witch it, don't you? <laughs> no, I, I remember when this was being aired on BBC America, I was watching the, uh, the Twitter uh, conversations going on, and I remember a lot of people being excited that, about, that this actor was in the movie, Will Sasso who I've never heard of before, but apparently there were a lot of Will Sasso fans watching this. Oh my this. god, it's Will Sasso! That's basically what I saw going on on Twitter, and I never heard of him. But uh, let's see here. I'm looking through his IMDb page. Uh, of course he was in the, this 96, but uh, anything else? He was on an episode of X-Files, uh, Less Than Perfect, Till Death, Robinson Arms... Glenn Martin, DDS, uh, episodes of Mad TV, Two and a Half Men, <laughs> Cleveland Show, Family Guy, Blank My Dad Says, if you remember that CBS series with Shatner. That series failure. I mean, let's make, yes. a, let's make a show based on a Twitter account. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it had William, well, maybe because it had William Shatner, I don't know. Now, I thought this was a bit much for Doctor Who, I seem to remember. I think it was giving people the wrong impression of what Doctor Who was about. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what Doctor Who is about. Okay. Yes. Does anyone know if Eric Roberts is in this movie? I don't know. Who's Eric check. Roberts? I don't know, some guy. Oh, he was the yeah, guy. It's just this guy, you know. <laughs> oh, he's got his popcorn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Eric Roberts is um, still keeping busy. Uh, going by Internet Movie Database. Uh, announced is uh, Only One Way Out and The Unknown Sun. Uh, pre-production, uh, Fatal Obsession, uh, Miracle Underground, uh, Buddha Eyes, uh, Cow's Voice, uh, Rockland, uh, Route 65 Nashville, Wild Things in Europe 3D. And it's the last time we're going to see uh, Sylvester. Yep. And oh, it's what? filming. He's filming Les Wolf. <laughs> Boy is busy. Yes. There's just a ton of stuff that he's just working on. And there we go. Yeah, but he was there until, you know, 21 minutes, 40-odd seconds. It's yep. longer than most people think he was in it. Mm. It's longer than uh, I was in uh, <laughs> Time in the Running. I mean, yeah, Time in the Running. <laughs> Were you even in it? No. It was you in a wig. That's right. How could I forget that? So it wasn't me that bumped my head on the uh, console. It was you. <clears throat> It's a lie. I'm still locked up in that room in the morgue. I think it's more of effective what isn't Eric Roberts in. Of course, most of us will remember him, of course, from uh, uh, his appearance in uh, Heroes. Yes. End of season one. In part... Probably season two or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Monty, which door? <laughs> it's true calling. You know, where the dead tell you. <laughs> it's behind door number two, Chuck. <laughs> no religious imagery in this show, I swear. <laughs> I mean, you saw how thick that door there was. There was no way you would have made an impression on the outer skin. And there goes Will Sasso. There we go. And there he goes, Paul McGann. With uh, the Frankenstein movie still being played. And wearing a wig. (laughs) The doctor, the actor wearing a wig. Never happened. It would never happen in modern Doctor Who. Actually. A little fascinating fact about this um, uh, hospital. Uh, it's uh, up, up in, uh, I think it's up in Vancouver. Um, but they had scattered the location for it because um, it's a common, commonly used uh, uh, building uh, in, in TV. And uh, they'd scattered the location for it and everything and got everything planned. And when they came back to film, it had been painted green inside by the X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> Vancouver is a popular place to film sci-fi and such. Stargate, for example. Yes. Clumsy, yes we, just let our, we just let our patients wander around <laughs> into these completely open and... <laughs> 
We well, keep our hospitals tidy. How many doctors have we had wake up in a in a hospital? I mean, the the third doctor did, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure there's any others between. Uh, the fourth doctor did. It was mm-hmm. in the unit hospital, but yeah. Right. That's true. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Um. That's right. Cause... Exactly. <laughs> Harry had to run tests on him, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Paul McGann's keeping himself busy and all. Um, in post-production, a short, uh, The Pit and the Pendulum, A Study in Torture. Art is uh, moving on. Uh, Ripper Street, he's uh, had an appearance in there. Of course, uh, most of us will have seen him, uh, at least the cult audience will have seen him as uh, Mark North in uh, Luther. Uh, series one and uh, two, unfortunately, has not returned to series three. But also, uh, Waking the Dead. Uh, see, I'm digging, guys. I'm digging. He was also in an episode of uh, Jonathan Creek. Uh, in Collision. Dear kids. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. This is the one. One way. We, we the might. The list there. Oh, hey, scarf. Mm. Shada, of course. Of course, the top of the list in uh, post-production, <clears throat> Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> Back in Doctor Who. Oh, hey, the Sonic. And it's not the blue or the green one either. Oh. Unfortunately, no Paul McGann in Casualty. Oh, darn. Dave, oh, he's got me a mask. Oh, hey, yo-yo. <laughs> I wonder if that's the one that Leela was using. Mm-hmm. So that okay, so Eleven also stole his outfit from a from a hospital. Mm-hmm. Eleven and three. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now eight. Oh, the, the oh! Now this Artists. annoyed me. Yeah, they mixed that all up again, didn't they? <laughs> Before it became just a normal-looking key in the modern series. I found these contacts the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, shush, Dave. I bet this actor's got a famous sister, don't you, Ian? (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. Julia? Julia who? Julia Bruce? (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, it's Will Sasso! Will Sasso? <laughs> Let's tell Twitter. 
Oh my god, Real Assassins in the Doctor Who movie. Yeah, there was a lot of responses like that on Twitter. <laughs> so what the the eighth Doctor who we finally got was of course Paul McGann, but he was not the, their first choice. The, the producers had a long list of actors that they wanted to play the the next incarnation of the Doctor. They approached most, and all were uninterested in the project or unavailable for filming. Would you like to know some of these other actors actors who could have been the eighth Doctor? Was one of them Will yeah. Sasso? But before you tell us, I bet Paul McCann was so upset he cut all his hair off, did he? <laughs> uh, the list includes Michael Crawford, Tim Curry, Eric Idle, Billy Connolly, Trevor Eve, Michael Palin, Robert Lindsay, and Jonathan Price. And I've even heard Tom Hanks. Yes, Tom Hanks as the Tom doctor. Hanks. No, thank you. I like Tom Hanks, but no, thank you. So, so what did he do when they found out he cut his hair off then? It's a bit of a puzzle, that. <laughs> or when Matt Smith shaved his head. Ah, yeah. And we're just coming up to the 30-minute mark now. Now, according to TARDIS Wiki, um, they also uh, thought about Rowan Atkinson. Very... <laughs> Derek uh, Jacoby and Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Hmm. I, I know a lot of people have mentioned when David Tennant was a doctor. A lot of people noticed Jim Carrey isms in Tennant's acting. Hmm? Jim Carrey as the doctor <laughs> against Eric Roberts. Those two clashing, blimey. Really? Eric Roberts. A list of actors who actually auditioned for the for the role of the Doctor includes Liam Cunningham, Mark McGann, Robert Lindsay, Tim McKinnerney, uh, Peter Woodward, John Sessions, Anthony Head. Wow. Auditioned yeah. for all the all auditioned and Tom Tony Slattery all auditioned. Mr. McInerney was so uh, so upset that uh, he started uh, drinking odd concoctions and turned himself into a nude. <laughs> um, personal space, hello. <laughs> Must you stand so close? <laughs> Bubble. Use your clothes for him to have found out. That was really. For doctor parking only. <gasps> I don't know me, but you don't know. <laughs> Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. He's <laughs> 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 gone again. Gone again. Gone again. I'm free of him. Was that a TARDIS blue car, by the way? <clears throat> No, I'll just strip off in the back of your car. <laughs> to nipple. Oh, the thing below it. Sorry. <laughs> String cheese. 
I'm going to sue this hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> Die, damn it, drive. I'm not ready to be Eccleston yet. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> and it was DJ Jackson, the security guard. Or at least a security guard. <laughs> Looking for the Asian child. <laughs> Sanitary, huh? <laughs> Originally, Bruce's body was supposed to deteriorate throughout the film. Right. They decided not to do that. Meaning that the, I think, fingernail thing is just sort of odd. Yeah, without the rest of it. Yeah. Eric Roberts could... had trouble with the prosthetics, I think. Right. Well, he set that scene in the bedroom. He said this body won't last long, so they definitely set that up. I mean, this, uh, by the way, when it first aired, aired three different dates: Canada, U.S., and U.K. With the U.K. can it last of all? Canada, the twelfth of May; U.S., fourteenth of May; U.K., twenty seventh of May. Yeah, and the UK version, of course, carried the uh, the 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 end credit of um, dedicated to uh, John Burby. It's a nice apartment or house or. Yeah. Well, she a, is a doctor, a, so little unfurnished though. <laughs> probably can afford it. Yeah, she's a surgeon at that, isn't she? So heart surgeon. So I'm reading around about alternative alternative titles and stuff. Of course, we have the the enemy within as the script title. We call it the Doctor Who TV movie, but the French title translates to the Lord of Time. Ah. Again, does a brilliant job though. I mean, he oh, is he does. the doctor. He does. I mean, if I mean, now that there's anything wrong with this, it's it's I I think it's a perfectly serviceable movie. Um. But the one thing they got absolutely perfectly right is Bob again. Mm, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's a shame that we, I mean, yes, we've got it in audio, and it's something that I've been meaning to get round to, but it's a shame we don't have more of him on the screen. But anyway. Oh, and right there, that's... That's where the, uh, as Darth was pointing out from the, the 50 Years trailer that we had a couple of weeks ago, that shot of Palm again is what was used in that trailer. Mm. <laughs> Darth said he could identify the exact timestamp. And, well, what's the timestamp, Dave? Well, it was uh, 36 minutes, about 15 seconds. See what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But he also said he saw Eve Miles in the trailer as well. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, of course. The uh, last uh, commentary that we did, you 
remember we were talking about that. As long as somebody gets them edited and gets them out there on the, the feed, you know. But there were some other things I needed to do first. Well, you haven't done so badly anyway. We've got about 120 of those commentaries up. <laughs> <laughs> hello? Hello, hello, uh, hello. That, that's the way of it, getting around the two keys, I suppose. Yeah. Wait, you might say. What, what about the isomorphic? Yeah, yeah, isomorphic. Yeah, that's nice shoes for a gangster. Probably stolen. <laughs> Never noticed the shoes till now. What do those kanji say? It says the production code was eight three seven zero five. That's what it says. Ha ha ha. This is the first time we really get a good overall look yeah. at the at the the layout and the size of it. The set, mm. very impressive. Most impressive. Now, did he follow in him, him there? Because the boy had the key. So, yeah, how did the master get in? That's what I mean. Did he follow him in just then? No, we saw all of that, and the master came out from a do- another door elsewhere in that room. Well, he doesn't have a key, so he's got in somehow. He's an somehow. intruder. How else do you think he got in? <laughs> oh, exactly. oh, intruder back door. I say he snuck in as Chang was going around uh, the box. That yep. sounds right. Oh, okay, could yeah. do. There you go. See, that's what we got him here for. <laughs> it was a bit of a Bruce Lee move. That was the with the ham, wasn't it? <laughs> the come on. <laughs> no, Bruce is the name of his body. He's the master now. Fair deal. Well, actually, well, technically, you... this episode had three different production codes during when, during well, during production, either 50 or LDX071Y or 01X. <laughs> BBC, Fox, what were they doing? Let's blame Fox for those weird production Dave, codes. Dave's head just exploded. <laughs> Big Finish Production actually uses the code 8A. And that's where the their Eighth Doctor story codes come from. Follow on from that. Oh, that that, that magnifying glass there. That reminds. Well, who, who was it? Graham. Oh, I forgot his name. The, the director of, of Cape's Avengers Eye who returned for the series. That was kind of his signature thing to to use with his with his filming. Yeah. Yeah, and they 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 brought that back into Doctor Who quite a bit. The girl who waited and things like that. They mm. brought that back in, haven't they? Magnifying the eye. Well, there's a, quite a lot of eye iconography in in this movie. If you've noticed, yeah. you look at the the, the the eyes of the master at the beginning. Um, we did this focus coming on, up uh, here in a bit. We have another bit with the eyes. Yeah, 
we had to focus on the on uh, the master's eye. Oh, this this scene right here, this scene right here is what really sold me a, with Paul McGann. McGann as the de- Paul McGann oh, as the yes. doctor. His shoes, they fit me perfectly. I just love that. This, the shoes the, describing the evenings on Gallifrey. Oh, the Sausalito, Sausalito Rowing Club. Yeah, that's, that's not trying to fit it down to a location, is it? <laughs> now, this, this idea of the eyes, was that supposed to be a, a follow-on from survival or not? Oh, so, so not that's really why Tom again has the, has the eye. I'm sorry, that's why Stephen Moffat has the eye agenda. No, 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 no. Why the master here has those green eyes. Well, it is a popular fan uh, uh, theory. (laughs) I'll switch you. I'm the good guy. He's the bad guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course, we had their Genghis Khan thing. Well, no, Genghis Khan was a secondary character on the Marco Polo story, (laughs) which no one can see. Or can they? Yet. Yes, or can they? Maybe maybe it's out by now, by the time you listen to this. Yes, maybe. Let's kill some Cybermen. I want my body back, body back, body back. <laughs> I want my body. <laughs> and the camera fell over a bit. Yeah. Oops. We're filming Batman here. <laughs> but why? One of them foot things that you get at the supermarket when the door opens. Oh, sorry, what? Very impressive for a TARDIS yeah. set. For TARDIS sets there. And here we have the controversial part of this TARDIS design, the Eye of Harmony. Is it in the TARDIS? Is it connected elsewhere? Oh, the journey into the TARDIS brought it back, didn't it? Yes, it did. Sure did. Looking completely different. You stole everything. You can be King Arthur. <laughs> you can do it! So is this supposed to be Rassilon then, I guess? Is that the rod of Rassilon? <clears throat> Most impressive. You know, I was thinking we could do with a few more seals of Rassilon in this. <laughs> this doesn't have enough. No. Time Lords are rather pretentious. Holding him over it. Hmm. This retina, uh, this retina ID thing for a phone. I don't think it'll ever catch on. Do you? <laughs> this should stick with the thumbprint. And suddenly, no, there's the kiss. Very first time. No, 
we can't have this in Doctor Who. It's just it's not right Doctor now. Who. Hopefully the modern series doesn't repeat that. Yeah, I know. That would just be really, really annoying. I must admit, I didn't like it when it first happened. Me neither. (laughs) L.A., one last time. There I am. But only showing us back to the seventh. Originally, they wanted to show all the doctors, but they couldn't get the rights in time. And then they realized they were going to do a brain of Morbius. <laughs> More controversial than the kiss. <laughs> Half human. What? And that's, that's, that line right there makes the that line even more <laughs> troublesome. Because it couldn't have just been... The doctor bluffing his way out of that conversation. Half human on my other side. <laughs> Let me hug a tree. Unless the TARDIS is trying to trick the master. Hmm. Well, I think he's only half human for a little while because uh, he, they must have given him a blood transfusion, right? So they gave him human blood. True. Oh, I'll take that one. Yeah. There you go. Take it with a pinch of blood. I mean, pinch of salt. <laughs> Really, at this point, you really should call a psychiatrist and have this man checked in somewhere, rather than believing every word that comes out of his mouth. (laughs) He's a raving lunatic. (laughs) Talking about Gallifrey and Scarrow and Daleks and the Master. And they're overhearing that? Oh, it's the NSA. (laughs) Grace, where are you? You've got thin. (laughs) She runs away across the street to her house. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder where she went. Hmm. Sorry. Even the master's laughing at your joke. Do you like that? You are doctor. Don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, want an awesome effect coming up here. Oh, yeah. And why midnight? <laughs> that was a good episode. <laughs> yes, it was. Hmm. I like the step through is good. The way he does that. It's like, yeah. 
course, what I'm most astounded by in this scene is people had had phones in their houses. Yeah, so yeah. just cell phones. Hide to the wall. Look, he's got a cord on it and all. What are these landlines you talk of? Yes. Yeah, that is a really good effect there. <laughs> Super weight loss plan there. Yeah. You can make a fortune in that. Oh, she just said that. <laughs> oh, hey, using news to tell part of the story. Hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, was Bad that idea. one of the things you you didn't like in that they used fake channels for this? Where in in the UK they often used you know the BBC or whatever. Well, that's that's because well, it's the BBC. They they could use in house. Yeah, it's the stuff. BBC. That's right. Wrong. So it's it, it's it's just one of those things that about the the you know the BBC producing it that leads you know lends itself to kind of give it, yeah, yeah you get the feeling like you're. Yeah, where they do the fake CNN. This is DNN, or this is, you know, RNN, or this is, you know, it, it's one of those things. It's like you know they're doing a fake, you know, because KKBE is not an actual call letter for mm -hmm. any American broadcast network, TV or radio. And uh, but the uh, the uh, uh, Min Jung Lee, who is uh, the uh, um, the newsreader there. Uh, it's most recently been in um, as a field reporter, TV news reporter, and Starling anchor woman um, in three episodes of Arrow. Oh, ah, oh, good. Yeah, uh, was also in uh, Tron uh, Legacy. Tron uh, Legacy. Kyle, in lieu of why? casualty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, X Men: The Last Stand as a newscaster. Uh, hmm. The Invisible is a newscaster. I think oh, she's a uh, Watchmen was uh, she was a, a bomb test anchor woman. Did anyone watch hmm. that? Who Watchmen? Who watches the Watchmen? Yeah, who watches the Watchmen? Oh, she was in Stargate SG One in Smoke and Mirrors as a reporter. Oh, okay. Hmm. He thinks she might be typecast a little typecast, bit. Typecast, yes. <laughs> oh, hang on, she was in the Sixth Day. Oh, hang on. It was a newscaster. <laughs> Doe! Oh, little thing called murder. Uh, no, LA reporter. Hey, you play what you play well. Yeah. She's perfect for a newscaster. Yeah. Oh, she's... Uh, oh, he knows. Chickens. Distinguishing oh. all of his plans. <laughs> it's a fire extinguisher, Mickey. He slimed me. <laughs> it's not an ice gun. It burns, it burns. It burns. <laughs> well. 
No. He's British. Oh, that's Wait. <laughs> oh. And uh, this is Bill Croft, who's playing the motorcycle policeman. Um, who, uh, Jelly Baby. Most recently, he's been seen on our screen as the Grizzled Man in two episodes of Arrow. Arrow! Not a casualty, but hey, Arrow. Arrow. <laughs> we should do a show about Arrow, you know? Hmm. I'll see if I can arrange that for you. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. This all seems to, be, seems to be pointing to an Arrow episode. Also been in uh, Stargate SG-1. Hmm. In the episode Double Jeopardy. It's Sindar. That's always a fun round of that show. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for the daily doubles. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ow! A battle tag's a bit near that, love. <laughs> We're fair ticking along here. Yeah. We are in a car. Sorry. <laughs> we are in a car. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's an ambulance. It's the tin yeah. duck driving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here we go the doctor uh, driving oh, motorcycle. Oh, I don't. Which way is oh. the shard? <laughs> <laughs> it's not an anti grav. I almost shot at myself when. <laughs> yeah, I remember this scene right here was what a lot of people complained about. It's not British. They're having the doctor driving a motorcycle. <laughs> then again, the third doctor, Pertwee, he had his share of different vehicles. Mm-hmm. So it's not unprecedented. Yes, they were. They were that close and they just missed. But I guess the anti-grav bike explains how the doctor is so proficient in driving that. Exactly. Mm. It was after this that he actually got the bike, the bike and stored it mm. in the TARDIS garage. Well, he, he actually had, he had two. He had, he had that scooter in uh, uh, Idiot's Lantern. True. I, sp- I suppose you right. better not spoil that episode just in case somebody hasn't seen it, but... Uh... Technically, I won't finish the sentence on purpose. <laughs> Technically, it was the Ronnie's fault. <laughs> the Ronnie? <laughs> Everywhere and everyone. Yeah, how are you enjoying this as an out of body experience, Seventh Doctor? Uh. It's uh, quite different. I feel like I'm just kind of floating here. I feel like somebody else just sauntered off in your body, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike speaks uh, Japanese. He can be under your thrall and be your driver. <laughs> Onto deska. Watashi wa karimasen desu. You do it and you can clean it up, mate. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. 
Don't worry, Don't worry, I don't. It's the best I can do, I think. Is that ambulance backwards? <laughs> yes, that's what you can do. How convenient. She's on the board. And the, and the master came in through the back door. Oh, oh, Mike, you've got to oh, say oh, it. What? You've got to say it, Mike. Balloons. Science fiction and balloons. Go on, oh, please. But I don't see balloons within balloons here. No. Thank you, Zaban.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that professor, what a wag. <laughs> 2000, not really the start of the new millennium. <laughs> uh, that, that really did annoy me at the time. Y2K, LOL. It's that even oh, number yeah. thing. I mean, it fits in with the theme of the time going wrong in the TARDIS, but it wasn't the start of the millennium, yeah. Hey, there's a new TARDIS time rotor. Mm. Mm. Oh, yes, another reference there. The Doctor doesn't necessarily have to be a humanoid when he regenerates. I think the Ninth Doctor also repeated that. And here we go with that line again. He's from London. <laughs> and it's David, uh, hopefully I'm saying this right, Herdebus. Who is, uh, uh, been in Scooby-Doo, the mystery begins. Uh, Voyage of the Unicorn. Stargate SG-1. And there we go. There it is. Uh, in the episode Hathor as uh, Dr. Kleinhaus. And uh, the episode Meridian as uh, Thomas. Mm. Oh, gets a mention. Eh, he doesn't need it. <laughs> Actually, the the one they showed earlier, it looked a little bit like the third Doctor's one, didn't it? With that sort of the circular, the top bit. Hmm. So the third Doctor's one, I think it had the yellow, was it yellow stripe? Yeah, the, the basic design of the sonic screwdriver didn't change that drastically in the, in the original series. Hmm. Not, you know, the most drastic changes from the one we see here to nines. So when it became a toy franchise... <laughs> yeah, basically. Answer the second question. Which, speaking of sonic screwdrivers, let's see here. I've got mine. Yeah. I don't know where mine is. Yeah, I think mine's here. It's the blue one. Jelly babies. Aha, I heard it. There we go. There you go. Is, is it go. true then that the, most Americans don't know about Jelly Babies or what? They're not actually on sale over there. What's a Jelly Baby? Yeah, I, I would go with that, Dave. I don't think it's yeah, that well-known a term here. Product, candy, whatever. Jelly oh, Beans. I bet, I, bet they know about the, I bet they know about the candy, man. 
<laughs> Best villain ever. <laughs> oh, something happened there. Hmm, what happened? Let's just pretend this didn't happen and walk away. <laughs> they actually didn't have time to film the scene where they got slimed. Hmm. What do you mean? That's according to TARDIS Wikia. Well, I suppose this what this um, we have balloons. Th- this this full length TV movie is equivalent to what two modern e- the episodes like Human Nature, Family, and Blood. It's that sort of timeline. Hmm. Almost, yeah. You take the the double credits out. Another problem in this scene: the hose really isn't long enough to go all the way to the ground, or to the police car. <laughs> the triumphant fanfare there. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> well, certainly moving along here quite a bit. Uh, we seem to be running around like. Huh? Oh. Hmm. Hmm. That's sort of a personality thing that they haven't used at all in the current series, with the, the Doctor being able to tell people's future. He's not going to tell them about fixed points in time, is he? Haven't <laughs> 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 got the key. Don't we all about the P? Key. I don't think they ever used that idea again, did they? <laughs> hmm? mm, yeah, that hasn't oh. been. I like this bit right here. That's right. <laughs> Just drives in, turns around, leaves. <laughs> you won't believe what I've seen. I like the echoey sound of it. Yeah. <laughs> He's not stopping. <laughs> well, after, after that. Straight to the Irish bar for a drink. <laughs> Well, the good door. thing about that is it kind of dispenses with the whole it's bigger on the inside. Cause it, yeah, yeah. Well, the now, driving the in and then, you know, taking a while and driving back out again, it's like it... The doors close themselves there, by the way. They, they mm. were left open and they just closed themselves. <laughs> oh, tef- Ooh, how dare you, madam. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. She's becoming too smart. <laughs> no, she's supposedly mocking him, isn't she? No, because she's and it's it's the first it's the first sign that she's under the control of the master. Ah, uh, aha. Uh-huh. Well, that is cool. Yeah, uh, that was the projection effect there. Beautiful. Ian must be Ian must be a couple of seconds ahead of us. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, I'm time traveling. <laughs> He's well, out of phase a couple of seconds. Well, my phase is at one hour four minutes twenty eight nine seconds. He's taken That's... a step out of phase, if I may say so. 
you're a master of time, Ian. Hit that pause button for two seconds. <laughs> And I'm approaching uh, 455. Five seconds ahead. How'd you do that? Magic. Alarm clocks. That's why he confused me before with who he was giving lists of. Eric Robert's never been in Smallville. I don't know what he was doing to me. I was under his thrall, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and she slides that thing across. And starts looking at her hands, right? Yes. Yay! Touching her hair. And touching his head. Ouch! Oh. Black <laughs> eyes. Somebody gave her a black eye. <laughs> Two! That looked like a commercial break. <laughs> Probably was. Yeah, some fool at the end accidentally hit uh, hit pause earlier and then had to try and fast forward and got completely out of whack. <laughs> Timely pun there. So somebody uh, else in the room made a mistake, didn't it? I took one for the team, or well, for <laughs> Dave at least. How kind of you. Very <laughs> Again. Again? Again. Again? Now, do we have we ever had open flames in the TARDIS before? And the, these these stanchions have got these live well, I mean, flames. We've had, we've had a couple of fires before, but you know. <laughs> we had Not candles sponsors. in the zero room or anything. No. Ah he's put my outfit on. You just take me outfit. I was wearing that when we started. <laughs> Dress. It's funny, cage. Yeah. Spelled with Z's or yeah. Z's. I don't know what Dread. Z's are, Dave. <laughs> now, Eric, can you just give us a bit more? You're underplaying it. Can you just give us a bit more? Z car. <laughs> Z cars. <laughs> okay, that's not homoerotic at all. <laughs> the Asian child here gives a kiss. Well, this movie did win one award. It, in 90, it won the 96 Saturn Award for Best Television Presentation. And that's about it. Yes, Crown of Thorns. No religious iconography in this at all. <laughs> None at all. You were reading too much into it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because I mean, you could go all the way back to uh, Doctor of the Daleks to see on a big screen, aren't you? 1965 and uh, Daleks Invasion Earth. Uh, 1966. I don't know this who this Peter me. Cushing is, Dave. Oh, Dave. Oh, sorry. No, it's not. It's it's Will. It's Will Sasso. Will Sasso. This movie. Oh, wow. Right. They got every this. Oh, this has got some. Wow. Oh. Brilliant casting. Oh, look, there's a spider. Yes, I know, he's back. <laughs> That freaked me out. I didn't like that with the eyes. It, mm. I never liked things like that. I can't even get eye drops at the... Uh, at least he can't get them in. He didn't care for it either. 
Especially probably had them probably wear them for about ten hours a day. Mm. Bow ties. Bow ties are cool. <laughs> There's a bit of money on the screen here, I'll say. Did you see the the effect there where they sh- uh the light encompasses his eyes? eyes yeah. Yeah. I think to think of that as the Kirk effect. They use that a lot in Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Where Shatner's eyes. So I'm reading over the uh, various releases of this. Apparently it was released on LaserDisc in Hong Kong, Hong Kong in 97. Hmm. On LaserDisc, because that's, uh, that's a profitable format. Oi, oi! I had a LaserDisc player, Philips one. Uh, to be fair, Laserdisc is the most recent medium in which you can find the theatrical release of Star Wars. The original oh, yeah. Speaking uh, of which, too, they've just uh, uncovered some um, some footage that had been lost. Uh, they'd released a, uh, a Laserdisc, uh, something to do with uh, editing. Um, no, 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 it wasn't it was released. A... It was in-house. What they used yeah, to well, do yeah, was scenes of the court. Okay, I like the the effect there, the, the showing half their face on either side of the screen, so it's sort of juxtaposed. Yeah, yeah, but it was like an in-house laser disc. Dave's right there, um, but uh, somebody had got hold of it and uh, was auctioning it on the eBay. But now it's come back, and now it's uh, I guess it had stuff that that they'd lost um, from the uh, from Star Wars, which means George Lucas is going to release another special edition. Look, I meant for this to be an original. But uh, the laser, I think I only had about f- f- four discs on it. Uh, Star Wars was one of the ones I had. I, I must admit, the Star Wars looked fantastic. Um, of course, the, the, the thing was, it the picture was digital, but the sound was analog on them. Mm. I think it was that way around. I think I only saw a laser disc once. My friend Ian Stewart borrowed had a laser, borrowed a laser disc player or rented one and, and we watched uh, something like that. It was probably Star Wars or something like that. I remember watching oh. some educational films on laser disc back in elementary school, like first or second grade. This is high tech. Well, I'd remember reading the, is it Daniels or whatever that played three CPL saying that uh, they, they'd had to put dust all over his gold suit. Because you could see the cameras reflected back, and I thought, well, yeah. you never. But on the on the laserdisc version, the quality was good enough that you would have seen a reflection if they hadn't right. dusted it down. I like how we're talking. We're, how we're talking Star Wars during Doctor yeah, Doctor Who. Was <laughs> Doctor Who. Well, it's laserdisc, isn't it? Could you check and see if I left the gas on? Hey, I tell you what, something, <laughs> uh, Mike. Those uh, Apple eyeglasses have come on a bit since this, haven't they? <laughs> oh look let's do some Bling. storm footage yeah look at that you see those little camera he gets 360 degrees view round his head yeah oh, oh we briefly saw Sylvester. McCoy again McCoy McCoy Spark I do like I do, I do like that console looks better mm, each time I see it it's beautiful why their channel wants their footage back. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, name dropping here uh, on Podshot with Lewis, I talked with uh, Grace uh, uh, Daphne 
Um, it's only recently she's been reunited with the consulment. She had a picture taken with Paul McGann in front of it. I think it was about last year at one of the big conventions. I think it was Gal. Was it Galley? Might have been Galley, yeah. Or Chicago Tardis. Actually, it might have been Chicago Tardis. Right. Uh, and I should just say, by the way, the uh, the first New York, LA, uh, Long Island Who. Uh, Daphne is one of the uh, the main guests that they've got on there, alongside none other than the Seventh Doctor and one or two other people. I won't mention those because they don't refer to this story, but Sylvester and Daphne will be at uh, Long Island Who. Uh, do they have Will Sesso? Ooh. If they don't, I'm not interested. No, I mean, if they can't get a big star like Will Sasso, I'm not. I'm not going. <laughs> oh, oh, look, Twitter. Port of San Francisco. Just Ooh. so we can tie it into that location. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sign that refers to a place that I'm familiar with, unlike Winter Quay, <laughs> as I prefer. As I key. It's key. Damn it. I had did, never did, heard did. of that word. Did they ever mention that, like, the Masters Close era Gallifreyan in origin, in style there? Was it ever mentioned at the time? I don't think so. Oh? Uh-oh. Oh, yes, because that's the official oh, way you start the new year. <laughs> now, you see... You're such a TARDIS. Now, do you see all those watches? Normally, nowadays, those would be all Rolex and this and that. They'd be product placements all over the place. Mm. Yeah, the human race still think digital watches are a good idea. <laughs> of course, I was oh. mentioning the commercial releases of this. Uh, it was it was not until 2011, February 2011, that this was released on DVD here in America. It took that long. Well, there were rights issues. Yeah, it. there were rights issues with with Universal Studios, but uh, and. Late 2010, early 2011, they reached a deal with Universal, and hey, we finally got it. Doctor Who, the movie, special edition. And if anybody has the opportunity to, 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 to pick this up on uh, on DVD... The, the title the, sequence again! Yes, the extras are actually uh, well worth it, because there's, uh, you get to hear what basically the original story was for this, um, which was quite, quite different to what we get on the screen. Yes, and if you don't want to hear or watch uh, the commentaries on that, then you can track down a book. I have a copy of the book right here. I'm holding it. Doctor Who Regeneration, written by Philip Siegel with uh, Gary Russell. Talks about the production of the movie and all the ideas that they were going to use but ended up not using. For instance, Spider Daleks. And ideas that would have gone into... uh, Because, of course, this was supposed to lead into a TV series. Right. And they would have had Spider Daleks. They would have had Tribal Sibes. Instead of Cybermen, but it's it's a it's a fascinating read if you can find a copy. And and, and again, I was saying about some of these appro- uh, you know, the, some of the violence and the the bit with the the master being or uh, well, the master, that body being taken over by the master. Of course, it was at pre-watershed when this was aired in the UK, and I think that that re- that was part of the reason why the different running times. Right, right. Edited versus unedited. Well, they cut out some of the the actual shooting scene. I think the gun right. violence part, uh, because we'd have the Dunblane massacre only three months before here in the UK. Because ah. where um, uh, Andy Murray comes from, the tennis player, I think he comes from Dunblane. 
Thanks, so thank goodness Dumblane's thought about from other things than that massacre now. Mm. Yeah, but originally the the whole storyline was very, very different. The, the, the Doctor was... Uh, oh, there were, there were lots of scripts that went yeah. around. It was... Uh, he was going to look for his father. Um, all sorts of stuff. Uh, the master was his half brother. Yeah, his mother was again human. His mother was called Verity. Yeah. <laughs> they're even. Actually, yeah, they're just also. When, when I was at uh, Timegate, they actually did a reading of one of of, of this one of the scripts. Uh, they turned it into a, like a radio play. Uh, oh, well done, actually. Oh, hey, there goes the master. The master is never coming back. Yeah, Hang never. on, now, now Perry would have said he was stringy, uh, sp- spaghettified there as he entered the event horizon. Ooh, spaghetti! I didn't even know the master was Italian. <laughs> <laughs> he hung so half Italian on his mother's technical, side. T- technical terms, but spe- spe- uh, was it? Spaghettified. Yeah. S- enunciate. Yes. <laughs> I'm drinking wine, yes. Put the right emphasis on the right syllable. <laughs> hey, the clock's going backward. But again, have... another book suggestion if you want to know more about different script ideas from eighty from eighty nine to ninety six. The Nth Doctor by Jean Marc Officier. Uh it talks about all sorts of scripts. Yeah, Hansel, one, just all sorts of them. Hansel, thought that might lad might come back to life there. They were going backwards. <laughs> I, I just want to know where the hell the tree is in the TARDIS. Exactly. <laughs> all the little leaves around. Somebody has to rake. <laughs> That's a hassle. Come on. Come oh, on, look, regeneration energy. Oh, hey. Right. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. They're going to regenerate their time, Lords, I know uh, it. Are we ready with the words, Rose? <laughs> Rose, just this once? I think I saw a bad Everybody one there. Except for the Seventh Doctor. <laughs> and the Master. Sorry, Jeff. Well, you know. And that last saying, I'm never doing drugs again. It was a bad <laughs> trip. <laughs> I'm sure you're more interested in her. <laughs> I just want to know what this bottle hit, bottle of roofies is for. <laughs> well, Fox was involved with the production. <laughs> the Pandora's box is closed. <laughs> Sentimental. Pandorica. Mm. It's a lovely <laughs> outfit, that. It's, it's, it's mm. greenish, greenish leather. I think uh, Daphne Ashbrook said that she she was so in awe of uh, Paul McGann. She thought he was a beautiful man. And dressed in that sort of outfit, you know, just enhanced that. Indigestion, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They could have used that sort of effect in the Davies era console, but can't really see them using it in the current one. Mm-hmm. But hey, it can materialize. Uh... 
That's a very uh, time tra- uh, time machine effect, that there, mm. isn't it? I'm sure that's what they were going for. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, and here we go. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Give it a thump. Ah. Irish screwdriver, you can't beat it. Oh, hey. <laughs> You're making the most of it. Another countdown. It's the final countdown, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> final bust down. still have their Christmas tree up. <laughs> and now, just to make you all depressed, that was 13 years ago, the year 2000, guys. And of course, this was made, uh, obviously, even earlier in 96. So, gosh. I'm 17 so years ago. My girlfriend recorded this for me and, uh, and sent <laughs> it over to me on uh, VHS. <laughs> So much, I, I like that so much, so I married her. <laughs> she should have said it over by a pigeon. <laughs> well done, Megan. Thank you. Good girl. <laughs> Sonic. Yeah. You never know when you'll run into Cybermen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, things happening on Christmas. The, the mm. new series hasn't used, reused that idea. No. Stay out of London on Christmas. Especially in about five years. <laughs> I'm trying to remember whether they tried to set up a, a sequel at the end or not, really. you got to look for clues, haven't you? Well, I mean, they could have already. They could have done the whole Rose thing. Like the next episode could have been, you know, previously on Doctor Who, and then you know he could have rematerialized the TARDIS and said, "Hey, yeah, do you want to come around with space? Uh, <laughs> did I tell you it also travels in time? <laughs> oh, hey, count me in. <laughs> Goodbye, Mickey. <laughs> give her, a, give her a mobile phone. That's what he usually does. Give her a snog. <laughs> Oh. oh, hey. Oh, there they go. Fireworks. Oh. <laughs> oh, beautifully framed. There's no snow. There should always be snow. <laughs> in something San Francisco? Snow something. in San Francisco, Dave. Well, yeah, they've had miracle snow before. On that's true. Not always been snow, of course. It's been dead bodies sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have, uh, is it Boys of the Dam? Your favorite episode. <laughs> Oh, Actually, the first 40 minutes is pretty good. It just goes way off after that. Darth's favorite episode. <laughs> no, Andy's the effect Go. on the TARDIS. I love that the traffic light goes green right behind the TARDIS. <laughs> As it disappears. Oh, hey, the TARDIS isn't towing the Earth. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Was that very hitchhiker sound there? Yeah. 
Good luck. Yep, could have led into a series. Yeah, where to next? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not over. And he's got his tea back. Hang on, that's not the same cup. You haven't cheated, have you? <laughs> well, he did wind back time. Same record. Same book. <laughs> and it skips again. On the same oh. word. You know, how many times have you used that reset button in Doctor Who? <laughs> if you remember right at the beginning when we saw that first scene he was carrying something I did say big friendly set reset button didn't I yep boom, boom, and you thought I was just being flippant yeah. now here's a here's a little uh, trip back in time for everybody I remember when this was coming out and they'd released I guess the uh, theme tune or whatever and it was on the internet um, I had a uh, 56k modem and to download that bloody thing or watch it online was just impossible. That was before Netflix. Sorry, Na- Na- Napster. Napster. Yeah. That was before Napster even. Oh yeah. It was just. Uh, but it was. It was so cool to hear it and and to see little bits and pieces of it. Um, yeah. It was like, oh wow, you know. <laughs> I don't know, you modern guys. My first one was a three hundred board. Uh, <laughs> Where you used to put the telephone into a little uh, coupling thing. Right. When when um, the famous flautist uh, James Galway came round to our house, um, <laughs> he had one of them. Did too. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not uh, lying. Sure, I'm not lying. Too, yeah. Well, we know you know Paul Schoons. You know all sorts of. People. Yeah, I know all sorts of people, but uh, yeah, James Galway is actually a, a friend of the family. He grew up down the street from my mum and dad. Um. Anyway, back to Doctor Who. Yeah, blow uh, your own fruit, float yeah. now. Yeah, I'll blow me own flute. Um, I still like this. It's it's fun. Uh, I, I I can't really blame. Um, what's that guy who's in this? Um, I've forgotten his name now. <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Robert Robert Eriks or something. Um, David Warner. Will Sasso. David yeah, Warner. David Warner. Um, can't really blame. I mean, Aragorn is doing what he's told. Um, but. I guess that's the big thing that spoils it. Uh, the whole half-human thing, it's... I mean, all these years afterwards, it's easy to just kind of go, oh, well, you know, they were just making a, trying to make a new TV show. Um, but Eric Roberts and this is just way too over the top. But I like it. It's it's great. I mean, uh, Paul McGann is the Doctor, so it makes it so easy to get into it and, and enjoy it. Um Cheng Li character is interesting. Um, I, I think in this day and age of TV, they they would have done a better job of that story. Um, unfortunately, you know, uh, TV what it was back then, you know, uh, we didn't have an awful lot of character development. We didn't know an awful lot about Cheng Li, um, and, and we 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 ended up knowing a fair amount about Grace, which is good. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was good. Um, I'm kind of glad it didn't become a TV series because we wouldn't be, I think, where we are today if we didn't have just this one-off movie that kind of, you know, kept the fires burning. Um, it gave us a a, a radio doc, an audio doctor um, uh, that's worked out just just fine. So you know. It is what it is, and it's and it's good. Dave, 
Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've enjoyed that, but uh, I wasn't that much of a happy bunny at the time. Because what you've got to remember, there, there was this great, from from survival all the way until here, I mean... Uh, I mean, survival. What was the what was the year date for that? That was. Uh, whew, I've got to check it now. I've mentioned it. Uh, this uh, November eighty twenty second of November it started. Uh, eighty nine finished sixth of December eighty nine. So seven years um, we were waiting, uh, and it was one of those where you know you only had one chance to make a good impression. Uh, everybody was dubious because, um, you know, the idea of, you know, making an, an animal by committee, you know, uh, you probably get a camel or something. Uh, but the, the point is that uh, so much was riding on this that it was scrutinised, over-scrutinised and whatever. Paul McGann, absolutely outstanding success, um, uh, brilliant in his portrayal of the Doctor. Uh, the Grace Jones character as a companion... Uh, actually, you could argue that Martha from, uh, you know, uh, Smith and Jones is is a reworking of her character. Um, but uh, I mean, obviously, Eric Roberts, as I say, the uh, the, the the only I, I was so anxious to mention that uh, by the sword movie that he was in um, in uh, ninety two, I think it was. I mean, Eric uh, Roberts yeah. was in this. <laughs> Boy, I must have missed him. Anyway, the point is that that the kiss, the half human, just want it for me. And I didn't like uh, those sort of slightly over graphic horror elements to it. But as I said, um, this did go air uh, in the UK at an earlier time, I think, than it did in Canada and the United States. Not earlier in date, but in time of the evening. And. Um, I, th- I think they got about 70% of it right, but I think we all wanted 90% because, and if you uh, remember when we talked about the uh, the Eighth Doctor Revisited, uh, even one of the guys on the uh, on that documentary said, you know, we were all sure that this had put the final nail in Doctor Who. Uh, that was it. Doctor Who was now dead and buried after this. Um and indeed, we had to wait all the way till 2005. So it, it took, you know, quite a long time for things to go. And of course, we have this idea that um, Doctor Who is a very British icon. I think I think they actually kept more Britishness than we we had ever, any right to deserve there. I'm, I'm actually surprised the amount of time that um, uh, the Seventh Doctor was in it. Although he wasn't in it continuously, I mean, we're, he was in it up to about the 23, 24, 25 minute mark. So summation, it's it's much easier to enjoy it when all this time has lapsed. But I think, like Ian said, um, what what would we have now if the franchise had been taken up? Not anything like we had. So maybe we had to go through all this stress, all this trouble. It may just have been that 2005 was the time the time was right we got the right man for the job we got an actor who had the stature to uh, take on the roles of the ninth doctor and i couldn't be happier with doctor who uh, in its present incarnation uh, as we head to the 50th where we would have been if this if this if this alternate history would have been allowed to develop i don't know 
but you can't blame the actors, I don't think. Uh, there may have been a little bit of script by committee that caused some confusion. But overall, it was a very commendable effort when you think of it. It was there, 70, 75% there, I think. And um, Ian, who's going next? Um, well, um, the dead guy, I think, could go next. Jeff, <laughs> Seventh Doctor. Am I dead? Boy, I don't know. I can feel my body. Uh, I'm talking. I'm here. Uh, Paul McGann just called and said, would you quit doing that, please? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got to say that uh, I was excited in 1996 when I heard that the show was coming back, at least in a TV form or TV movie form. And uh, I couldn't wait to see it. And they kept showing the the trailers for it before. Uh, before the actual night, and uh, I was just counting down the days. You know, Doctor Who's coming back. Wow, this is going to be great. And uh, it finally happened. May the 14th, 1996 came. I sat down for two hours in front of the TV, and there was Doctor Who. And it was just so exciting to have the show back. Uh, And I was over the moon. Damn moon for (laughs) for for probably a week. I'm stealing um, my lines. <clears throat> what? Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. There, but it was kind of a mixed bag. It was kind of, uh, Dave has mentioned, I, I don't know if I would say 70%. I'd say probably closer to 80, 90% was there and they got it right. But there were some problems. Uh, as you mentioned, Ian, Eric Roberts, you know, he, he played the role the way he was told, but, he was way over the top, and uh, it just wasn't the right choice for the master. I don't know if I bought all the snake effects that they had with the CGI, um, but uh, and there were some plot problems, like why would the Daleks put the master on trial? Wouldn't they just exterminate him? And why would they agree to let the doctor come and pick up his remains to take back to Gallifrey? And what was up with the helium voices anyway? Mm. But I, de- I, I digress. Um, but this was meant for a new audience. They were trying to capture an American audience, maybe a Canadian audience as well, as well as continue it in the UK. And so they had a lot of people to satisfy, not only audience-wise, but they had all these different groups uh, that were adding money into into this movie production, uh, then they had to satisfy all their demands as well. And, you know, for all the people involved, they did a great job, I thought. Um, Another problem, I I think reintroducing the show the way they did was a bit off at the beginning. And this goes into what you were saying, Dave, about having Sylvester McCoy there. I love Sylvester McCoy. I think he was a a very good doctor, uh, obviously. But to have him there in the TARDIS at the beginning of the show, you got a new audience. Has They have probably no idea what the TARDIS is. Do they get the idea that this, this huge room that this old man is in is inside of this box? It's floating through space. I don't know if a new audience would have connected the two very well. And then... 20-some minutes into it, he regenerates into this young, youthful man that runs around, has a lot of energy. They're probably confused by all that. It was the wrong time to do a regeneration. Uh, so 
I think I would have taken the approach that they had they had done with uh, BBC Wales in 2005 and just had a new actor start from the beginning. Uh, just start with Paul McGon. I think that would have made more sense. And start on Earth. Have the TARDIS appear and the characters around the Doctor discover what the TARDIS is and who the Doctor is. Uh, it, it, just the way they, they started it was confusing. That was my big problem with it. The, the, and the half-human also added into that. But like you were saying, Ian, that's it's a, something you can kind of forget about um, all these years later. Um, Paul McGon was terrific. He got it right. I, I've seen uh, documentaries, uh, I believe, on the DVD set uh, where he would, would spend days just talking to the different production staff about his character and looking at the material from the classic series. I think he nailed it. He, he was charming. He was exciting, funny, energetic. He, he just got the role right. Um, from a personal standpoint and maybe from some fan standpoint, having Sylvester McCoy there was great as well. Uh, he had the, the, the torch being carried from one doctor to the next, and that was nice to see. And uh, Sylvester McCoy always wanted to be there if the show should ever come back because he was you know, there at the end of the classic run. So that was nice to see. The TARDIS interior was beautiful. Uh, they, you could see that they spent a lot of money on that. The console was, was terrific. Uh, one of my favorite consoles from the show's history. And uh, one of the ideas for the, that console was uh, they, they wanted to create a, like a fourth doctor secondary console room. And I thought they did a pretty good job doing that. But they went over the top a little bit and, and uh, just made it beautiful. It was just terrific. Uh, Daphne Ashbrook was great as Grace Holloway. Uh, enjoyed her performance a lot. Uh, and I'd like to see... Um, I'd like to see that she has a lot of enthusiasm, even for the show today. Uh, you can join her uh, Facebook page, and uh, she's always writing about the show. So that's great to see. And she's doing all these conventions and things, so that's that's just terrific. The TV movie had a magical feel to it. You know, the show was back, maybe just for one night, but it, it was just fabulous. Um, and despite its little problems and plot conveniences here or there, I, th I thought they did a really good job capturing the the spirit of Doctor Who. Uh, I, I think it doesn't get enough respect for that. And uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed watching the TV movie. It hit many things right, especially in the characters for the most part, except for maybe the Master. And the general flow of how a Doctor Who story goes. It was just great. Cheers. All right. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, lastly, but not leastly, Mr. Randall Mike. Well, of course, Doctor Who was put on hiatus by the BBC in, in 89. And at that point, uh, as I mentioned, uh, there were script ideas, there were plans by lots of different people to re revive the show. But the question was always, how are we going to fund this? Who's going to support this? Who's going to produce this? Uh, this this venture, this, this these ideas. Uh, the, the BBC weren't going to do it. The... The, all these ideas to revive Doctor Who, to bring it back, were monetarily wise, financially, they were too much for the BBC. They didn't have the budget for it. So even for, as far back as 
late 89, 1990, the idea was we're going to have to go overseas to America to fund this. And, and money wasn't the only reason. Publicity was also the other thing. If if a show was to be a success, they wanted to want they wanted it to be at least so they they wanted to do some sort of worldwide uh, exposure to the show. But they they wanted an audience. That's the core thing. They needed an audience. And if if if, if a show wanted to make it big, they needed an audience in America. So this would have gone to somewhere in America, some network, some corporation would have would have come in and and footed the bill at least part of it. So who would it have gone to? A lot of companies, but Universal, Fox was always the, the main company interested to, in producing this. So uh, all of these arguments about, oh, Fox shouldn't have been involved in reviving Doctor Who. It shouldn't have been an American, partially an American thing. It should have been British. It should have been BBC. That was never going, it was never going to be just a BBC thing. It was always going to be that was produced partially here in the States, funded by some American network. That was inevitable. So going into it, that was, you know, always expected. So in the end, it was Fox. It was a, it was a compromise between Fox and BBC. They both wanted their own ideas to, to throw into this movie. They, of course, BBC, they, they, they knew Doctor Who is there. It was their thing. But Fox had all these other ideas they wanted to throw in some some middle ground had to be reached and philip siegel was brought in as the as the director for this movie and i think they made an excellent choice it was it it, it wasn't just that he was chosen philip siegel this was his project all along back when doctor who was canceled in 89 and then in 90 philip siegel was in contact with people uh, higher ups at uh, bbc of course philip siegel Born in born in the UK, but at this time he's working in Hollywood. Uh, he he was in contact with people at the BBC and was saying, hey, "Hey, I have these ideas. I want to bring this show back. Let's not leave Doctor Who out in the middle, of, just off the air." And so, you know, he was pushing for this. This is his project, and there are lots of script ideas. And this is what we eventually got. What we eventually got, just some middle ground between Fox and BBC, and all those. Americanized elements. It, I don't know. It works. It works in the end. It's 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 an interesting. It's a product of its time of of its weird situation because this was a weird situation to have a show in to have a franchise in, as uh, you know, being pushed back and forth by corporations on it, one in the UK and one in the one in America. It's a it's a weird situation, and you know here we here we go. It's. Uh, it's a it's a weird uh, amalgamation of ideas, and in the end, it's it's interesting. It's it's always going to be that interesting point in Doctor Who's history because it was the wilderness years of Doctor Who, as fans call it, when Doctor Who wasn't on TV, and we all wanted to see Doctor Who come back, but how when what how and in what form would Doctor Who return to us? Would it be a movie? Would it be a TV series? Well, as we all know, this is supposed to lead into a TV series, but uh, scheduling this up against Roseanne didn't work out too well, if, if I'm remembering correctly. This was up against a really popular episode of Roseanne in that May of 96 here in the States. So it didn't go anywhere. And it will, it will forever be that odd moment in Doctor Who history where what would we have gotten? Well, if you read the book that I mentioned, you'll see all sorts of weird ideas. They wanted to redo... 
at least proposing to redo a lot of classic series stories like the 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 OK Corral story and just redo a lot of those the towns of Wang Chiang, redo them in a modern modern quote unquote modern uh, production point. It we'll never know. And it's as as Ian said, maybe it's a good thing that we never saw that because we won't we we would never have gotten Russell T Davies. He would never have been given the show. So it's it's that odd moment. This movie was good. It, I would have liked to have seen more, but if we had gotten that, would we have gotten Russell T Davies in control of Doctor Who and Chris Uckleston and David Tennant? I don't think we would have. But uh, as far as far as this movie, just this movie, it was it's it's fun to watch. It has a lot of memorable moments, and it has Will Sasso. What I didn't say, perhaps I should have included, is that uh, even with my criticisms of it on first viewing, I still preferred it to the the nineteen sixties films with where they had oh. Peter Cushing, Peter Cushing as. as- a, a, a scientist, an absent-minded scientist. He was a human scientist, yeah, a human yeah. inventor. Um, so I've got m- many more problems with that than I have with yeah. this American one. Yeah, but this this was a fun movie, and I enjoyed it. It's just that odd moment of what could have happened. We never know. Well, I enjoyed this and some of the episodes from the revised series, from the 2005 series. Mm-hmm. Such as Love and Monsters. <laughs> I, think Darth, I think Darth has argued that uh, if you don't like Love and Monsters, then you don't understand Doctor Who. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. True. True. But yeah, that's, uh, those are my thoughts on the TV movie. Alrighty. Thank you very much, sir. Well, that about wraps it up for us. Uh, join us next time when we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you ever? No. It might, it might have a number nine in there somewhere. Yeah. It's it's a planet. It, 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 it's an evolving thing. You know, you don't know where it's going. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like time travel. You're not, never quite sure what you're going to get. Making it up as we go along. Oh, thanks. Yes. But until then, it's goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. It's goodbye from Mr. Dave AC. It's goodbye to uh, Jeff, the Seventh Doctor. And it's goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Change it up. Keeps it fresh. Also keeping it in the freezer keeps it fresh. Goodbye, everybody. Right, who changed the order? <laughs> I think it was Mike. So he, he, he looked into the eye of harmony and got mixed up. <laughs> Will Sasso. Will Sasso. Damn you, Will Sasso. Z cars. <laughs> Z cars. <laughs>